Hello and welcome to the Talking Bible Podcast. Welcome to episode five. Yes, this is episode five. I am your host, Brayton Osterweil, and this is my co-host, Nathan. Yes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, and today we are going to be rec- uh, doing our part two of the Gambia trip. Yes. Uh, and talking about our other experiences. Uh, there were some more experiences at the school that we had. Uh, and then uh, the baptisms and going to the zoo with the kids and uh, other experiences with locals that we had uh, in town. So, yeah. yeah. Nathan, do you want to get us started in prayer? Yeah. Cool. All right, dear Lord, I just want to pray for this for this night and uh, just pray for this conversation we're going to have. I just uh, Any memories that we're maybe forgetting about, I just pray that we'd maybe come to think of them. And uh, I, just, I just pray that you'd bless this podcast and everybody that's listening to it um, and just continue to, to grow us and, you know, form us into... Mold us like clay. I just pray that you'd make us into who we need to be for this. And and yeah, amen. Amen. Yeah. All right. So do you want to get us started off? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I One thing that I thought of that we kind of left out was like how well-known Manuela and Saul and Manuela are, are there. Like we, yeah. I think the first, the, one of the first days that we actually got to the hotel in Gambia, we met one of the the hotel staff and his name was Ibrima and Ibrima. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember just like just having a pretty, a pretty short conversation. I think he was one of the first people that we actually met yes. at the hotel. It was the first day that we got, we, we were like looking at the beach because we didn't see it when we were coming in. Yeah. 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 And, um, we introduced ourselves. I think he was a part of the security team. Um, cause they kind of had like security, like, there's like this rule that we had when we were going there that Solomon Willa kind of warned us about. Like, if you're going to go anywhere, like go in a group of people. And the reason for that is um, I kind of experienced this, but like people want to sell things to you or they'll be talking to you and they'll like give you something and they'll expect something in return. And yeah. so like one of the first, I think it was the first morning, maybe the second morning uh, when we were about to leave for the school and like loading up in the cars and stuff, this guy came across and wanted to like tell me about this like safari adventure and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I ended up talking to this guy like two or three more times in the mornings before we left. Like he kind of waited for us to get back, yeah. uh, at, you know, like three or four o'clock. And, um, but he was also like waiting for us in the morning. And so I talked to him a couple of times and there were, you know, one of the, I was like, I was wholly just wanting to have this conversation, talk to him, get to know who he was and stuff. And he definitely seemed like he was on a whole other field with where he wanted the conversation to go and the very last time that i talked to him he said he liked my shoes and he liked my shirt and he was hoping that i would give them to him and uh and so there's this rule that we kind of had going into it where we were supposed to be in like groups of groups of of um you know just uh groups of multiple people so that you're not kind of bombarded with whatever um anybody wants to bring up to you um and so we talked with this abrema guy on like the first day and uh um, it was very just like getting to know like one another and stuff. But like once we started getting to the end of the trip, he was on like the night side service. Like he was on like the, he was only working security um, during the evening shift of the, of the hotel. And so it, it, I think we got into like the second week and it was like near the end when we were about to leave. Um, maybe on like a Thursday or maybe a Wednesday or something like that. But um, 
he ends up bringing up like his last name and stuff. And we had, we hadn't brought up what we were actually doing there. And so it came up in conversation. He's just like, well, you know, what are you guys actually doing here? And like, oh, we're working at the school. And, uh, you know, it's uh, Emanuel Mission Mission Center, uh, you know, over there. And he's like, oh, my gosh, that's like that's where I went when I was in school. And now he's like out of out of school. And he's he said that he had a little sister that goes to the school. And it was just this whole thing. But basically, the reason I wanted that, that I thought of this was just like you run into people all the time when you're there that know who Man- Saul and Manuela are and they know the mission that they're working. And yeah. just being like associated with their name, like people like it they're so well known over there because they're what they're doing has made such an impact. Like there's like 300 kids that are going to this school. It's, it's, it's a, a fraction of the price that it costs to go to a normal school over there. And when I say normal school, like you're still learning, it's, it's everything that a school is over there. It's just cheaper. It's like just more affordable for everybody. Yeah. And so, um, people know that they have a mission, like they are working for the people of Gambia and that's the, the heart, like that's the heart of Solomon. Well, like that's what their, their hope is to build up Gambia. Um, and it's it, super cool to see just all the Gambians like rallying beside them because like Gambians all all they want to see is their country built up. Yes. And they love people who are committed to building up their yes. country and building yes. up their youth so that they're great leaders for the future. Yeah. Um <laughs> like that's a part of Manuela's vision. Yeah. Like, is is that they will these kids will go to the school with strong, godly worldviews, mm-hmm. and once they graduate, they'll um, you know, potentially uh, change the nation. Change the nation. Yeah. Uh, yes. And that's the hope. And Through leadership positions yeah. and all that stuff. Running for government mm-hmm. and, and things like that. Yeah. Because I, I would say probably their biggest struggle right now is, I mean, and that's the biggest struggle throughout West Africa is just corruption. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, right now the, the president of Gambia, uh, yes, he's not, he's not a <laughs> murderer like the last guy. Uh, but he is corrupt. You know, hmm. he, he takes money from the people, basically. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's actually, that's the impression that I got from the local populace. He He's not as bad. He doesn't kill people who speak against him, but he is corrupt, hmm. you know, and he has a big house. And, you know, <laughs> when all these people are just living in, you know, poverty. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the, the beach stuff was pretty intense. Pretty intense, like just oh, like yeah. people all all around you and people coming up to you. And um, there was one time it was just the saddest experience. And, yeah. and and I'm not saying this just about like because Gambia is a great place. It is a safe it is a safe country to go to, and the people are so warm. But there is you do see the dark sides of you know third world countries and and what they do. Um, particularly one time I was on the beach and I was getting I was doing like drone shots or whatever um because i wanted i wanted to like you know remember uh the the experience that we had and and particularly the beach so i was going along the beach and i was you know flying my flying the drone it wasn't my drone it was actually my friends he let me loan it for the trip which was really nice but um besides the point um and these these two probably eight eight to nine year olds come up to me and they say uh do you want to be my friend or whatever. And I'm like, Hmm, that's weird. Uh, and I was, and so I'm just like, why, why do you want me to be your friend? Yeah. Uh, and it, j- just for reference, like I was with Claire and Sophia, like, and we were probably 20 feet back. You guys, we? you guys were far back yeah. because like, it took you a while to go up. And, and, uh, so 
I'm on the beach. These two girls come up to me and they're saying, why do you want to be my friend? Um, I didn't know. There was two other older girls that were on the beach, but they were still um, like probably 14, 15. Um, and they were with them. I didn't know at the time. Um, but they said, uh, do you do you want to be my friend? And I was like, why do, why do you want me to be your friend? And they were like, uh, they just started explaining and giving conversation to me. And I was just like trying to, love on them because you know all these people had you know loved on me yeah and and you know you just, everybody is so warm and loving in gambia it's like it's hard to understand unless you're there yeah and you just feel filled up on all of the the warmth yeah that you're just like oh my gosh i just want to give this out all the time yeah. but uh these girls say like Something to the extent you want to spend a night with these girls over there. Hmm. And they're underage. Yeah. And, you know, I just feel like a sinking feeling in my stomach. And it's like, wow, this is what's happening in this country. These these small girls are, are doing the soliciting for these, you know, underage girls who are prostituting themselves. Hmm. And it's for money, you know. It's for money. and Yeah, I remember. So, like, after, I think after your interaction with them, and that's why you walk in groups. Yeah. Um, it, so, after, so he was trying to get drone footage, so he was he was further up ahead. And, like, once we walked up, they were, all of those girls were, like, in one group, and they were all talking and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, they were, once we, like, I didn't, I didn't understand what was happening because I didn't hear any of that, really. Yeah. They were mainly talking to um, my sister, um, and they were, like, just having conversation and stuff like that. But once they realized, they, like, started off like super friendly to us. And then um, once Claire started just like having this conversation with them that wasn't going in the same direction as what yeah. Brayton was just talking about, they like, like the smiles came off of their faces. They mm-hmm. like weren't interested in stuff and then they like walked away. Yeah. And so like that was kind of the end of it. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't interact with them, but once I heard, like once I talked with Brayton after, after that happened, it was just like that gut wrenching feeling. Yeah. Of just like, Oh my gosh. Like, and I, I, my heart hurts for them. And it like mm-hmm. that was that was probably one of the, I thought well that that specific instance is probably like the worst experience that I had there. Yeah, was was like oh my gosh, just like, seeing the dude. the depravity. Yeah, and like and the, well, it was like it went over my head completely what was happening in this yeah. situation. Yeah, like, and and so it was just like oh my gosh, like yeah, my in my heart just hurts. And because I was like, alone, they were more open. I think. Yeah, and because you exactly, were with women, exactly. they exactly. yeah so. That that was that was the reasoning, but one of the, one of the encouragements that I got from the Lord is just He spoke to me and He was like, "You were there for a purpose." They don't see Westerners who are like you, hmm. you know. Hmm. So it's like, even though I was ha- like, I felt this gut gut wrenching feeling for them, and like I wanted to go out and pray for them, you know, I wanted to go out and talk to them about yeah. Jesus, and we didn't really have that experience because they left shortly afterwards, and yeah. I was. I was kind of shell shocked a little bit, yeah. honestly. Yeah, that's the type of a thing. Like, like that's a culture shock. You that, can't. Yeah, you can't prepare for that. No, that that's that, that, nothing. That does not happen. Yeah, here. Like, yeah, in America, like that. Just I, I don't know. I, maybe it's just you just can't prepare for anything yeah. like that. So I was just I was just encouraged by the fact that it's like you were there for a purpose. Um, you were there so they could see what it's like not to be in depravity, Mm. you know? So that was, that was my encouragement from that situation is just like, you know, 
even though you see these things that are that are count like not normal and very you know gross yeah. you know and and hard to hard to bear because when you see young children who are soliciting for underage girls yeah. and they're targeting westerners which means there's obviously a you know there's a market for that hmm. it's sad to see that people are people are doing that yeah. people are yeah it's, it was it was a hard thing to see yeah. but there's a, so in 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 Gambia there's a, there's a huge uh there's this it's a street that's called Senegambia mm-hmm. and basically like when we went it was like right before christmas time and so like during holiday for for a lot of different um for a lot of different people they'll like travel to Gambia for this this area and Senegambia it's like it's very known for parties and um it's like this uh it's a very like nightlife kind of a kind of a street and it's like anybody that's in Gambia knows what Senegambia is you talk to anybody they'll they'll tell you oh and we know all the good places in Senegambia then we'll just show you that like like we want to show you these places in Senegambia and it's just like this so when we were there it was there's I think that there were more people than 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 normal but um there is like this this kind of dark side to it where in the, in the culture and it's like kind of you don't you just can't really prepare for it. we weren't pre- prepared for it. I know about it now and which is I think why our trip was such an exposure trip mm-hmm. because if there's if there's more ministry of God's calling us over there for for to do work to do to bring Jesus over there um you need to have that exposure. Yeah. It's like like how bad could it get? Like how could these interactions happen blah 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 blah. It's just like we just we're not we're so young it's just like how can we prepare for something like that? So uh, I think it was important to see that. Yeah. And but I agree. But at the same time, like it's just it hurts your heart. Like my heart hurts for those girls that that Mm -hmm. they're they feel like they're stuck in that. It's just it's just painful. It's just painful. And we talked to Saul and Manuel afterwards and they were like, yeah, we didn't used to see that. And it's and and the sad part, I think, was um, Manuela told me that most of the time it's like not even the the girls wanting to do it it's like their families make them basically oh wow um to provide so yeah <laughs> well that was kind of <laughs> yeah something I, I that think... we we didn't necessarily it, it's something to understand that it, it wasn't just peaches and cream over there um yeah there I, I was felt, that was one thing that i kind of felt like we kind of missed yeah but, like there's poverty, there is poverty, there is some, there is yeah struggle over there. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but the whole of this, the whole of, of our trip, like it was very, it was, it was positive. Yeah, yeah, it was positive. It was encouraging. There was an um, impact. And, and even, you know, one of the things is like, you know, like the pool boy, like he's not going to see like that, 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 that was super encouraging to me. Um, just about, you know, what, what was his name? Oh, Lamine, Lamine, yeah, Lamine. Just like to see like how open he was with both of us because like we were roommates, buddies. We we came out of the room together, and yeah. he would talk to both of yeah. us. And the change from like when we were beginning to talk to him, and then like by the last day, he he's like, "Oh, come over here, you know, I'll show you." And like <laughs> <laughs> even like offered his sister's hand in marriage he he offered me his sister's hand in marriage oh my gosh <laughs> and i was like uh <laughs> i didn't want to say you know i was like oh i'll, I'll think about it or yeah. whatever but you know 
<laughs> Obviously, I wasn't going to do it, but um, <laughs> he just the the change in those people. One of the cool experiences that I had with one of the people is the so there was one of the uh, other than sauna, and we'll we'll talk about sauna. Yeah, we got to talk about sauna because today. sauna sauna is my boy. Yeah, you know. So um, there was one other waiter who came up. He was like shorter stature, a little bit skinnier than sauna, but like probably the same height. I think his name was Abrema as well. His name, oh yeah, his name was Abrema. Yeah. Uh, and like somehow he got well. No, he was waiting on us, and he saw Saul and uh, Manuela, and you, he knew talking, them. You're talking about the guy that when we ordered pizzas, he brought it to the room. Yeah. Okay. okay. And it was it was super funny because yeah. like somehow I didn't I don't I don't think I told him that I was a youth pastor, but he like found out somehow, and he was like, like we ordered we ordered just a a ton of pizza because we were like we were pretty we were pretty hungry just from the day and i don't i don't think i ate it was one of the first nights it was one of the first nights and we hadn't ate much from from you know the the airport and whatnot and yeah we ordered pizza and he comes up to the door and he's like pastor <laughs> like because i'm open it he's like oh pastor it's it's so nice to meet you and whatever and like so friendly and i i don't even i think he was i think he was christian i'm not i'm not completely sure though but he seemed just like the nicest guy and we exchanged contact info or whatever on whatsapp um super cool that that was something that i that like was was a cool experience um but yeah just the people i want to talk about sauna because sauna he was like he was so he's very he's he's very respectful. A hundred percent. Yeah, he was very very respectful, very quiet. Um, he did a really good job, and it was like we trusted him. Like so, sometimes there was staff that like he would ask them to do something, and it wasn't always like an immediate thing. Mm-hmm. But if you talk to Sana, he made sure it happened. And like I remember, Sal and Manuela, they they were I think they were so th- they knew Sana. Uh, yeah. They they had they had they had known Sana for a really long time. He went to their school. Yeah. 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 And. Uh, um, I don't know how long he went, how long he actually went to the school, like how I, but I know that he up until high school, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was just very, very respectful with us. Um, I don't know what it was. I don't know exactly what it was about him that, that was just like so heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Um, but his story was very impactful. Um, hearing about, you know, you remember, um, I don't remember all the details from his story and stuff like that, but he was probably every single night almost. Almost every single night, except aside from like the first few nights that we were there, almost every night after um, into the second week, he was our server. Like mm-hmm. he, he was there for us and like made sure we were like every everything was. Yeah. I still sure periodically we yeah. keep in touch, even though I hate texting. And anybody who knows like me knows this, that I hate texting. I would rather call somebody. Um, but you know, the time difference is so yeah. hard. Yeah. It's With, like eight hours ahead, I think. Yeah. They're, yeah. It's so, uh, yeah. So some backstory behind Sana. Sana lost both of his parents when he was fairly young. Uh, and then there was a woman who, I think it was his teacher. It was, yeah, it, it was, yeah. One of the teachers or something, she just sounds like an amazing woman because she had brought in like 10 kids already who lost their parents to come and like she raised him. Sana was one of those kids. Uh, and so just like amazing story. And like, he has just such a drive. Um, 
to do stuff. But we met Sana on, I think, the first night. And no, not the first night. Not the first night we arrived, but the first night that we had dinner. Um, and I str- struck up a conversation because I was feeling, you know, energized by all of the people around me and just the love that I was feeling by, you know, the people at the school and everything. And I I wanted to learn the language. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So. Um, I actually forgot about that. I just was kind of like messing around and just like being like, how do you, how do you say this word? Like, I want to, I want to learn like this sentence, like a funny sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just kept giving me stuff and like, I was trying to memorize it. So I was trying to all keep it all in the memory. And like each night I would come back and then like one of the nights, uh, I think it was like probably middle of the week. Uh, he was like, you need to bring like a pen and paper. Um, so you can it write it all down because they speak seven different languages <laughs> in Gambia. So, yeah. There's there's English, that's the main language, but then there's seven different languages. The the three main languages come from the three main tribes, which are Mandinka. Uh, uh, there's Jola, Jola. Uh, there, there's uh, Fula, and then there's Jola, mm-hmm. and then uh, what was the other one? I don't know. There's so many tribes. Yeah, but um, kind of I, I kind of do want to touch on that a little bit. I was trying to learn some of the some of the different language. Mm-hmm. languages and stuff and that was kind of one of the talking things that we were able to do with some of the students mm-hmm. um just to get to know them and try to be immersed into their culture and stuff like that that was the hope um but like i, I what i learned uh, i think it was from talking with Ansumana and, and from uh, saul was that the autumn was it the, i think it was the ottoman empire basically like it was the, it was an arab arab nation that that came through africa and well because like the mandinkas they came from the arab peninsula okay and they they migrated from mecca yeah to through africa and they they were just like a tribe that had a ton of children all the way through yeah. and they came all the way to west africa yeah and so basically what I, what I, uh, what I was trying to say with the with the tribes is like where their tribes were like had designated areas before like where their countries are uh, where the borders of their countries are like separated yeah the tribes like kind of like uh if you were to like lay out where the tribes were at and like where the country borders were were cut uh, it just it's basically split up where the tribes were at like yeah. through different countries and so yeah. that's why the tribes were like everywhere basically and so yeah. when you go to gambia you 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 speak with somebody and they say they're from one tribe and you speak to another person, they say they're from another tribe. And it's just like the way that they're, the West Africa is laid out it mm-hmm. like split up the tribes. And so they kind of like just became intermingled. Well, basically. and that was for, that was for the Europeans that were coming. They, they just yeah. split it up by the landmass based on the country. Yeah. Um, because you really can't define borders with, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. With the countries. Does. I mean, you can, and you can tell it by their last name, like, um, Mendy. Like I know that there's a couple of soccer players that play in like France and Spain that that are last names Mendy, and one of the things that I learned is that um, I forgot the I forgot the name of the tribe, but Mendy was like one of the uh, they they didn't have as much they were poor they were one of the poorer tribes in Gambia, hmm. um, but like you could tell what tribe they they were based on their name like Saul Saul's tribe is the Fula tribe. Mm-hmm based on his last name because it's it's uh ba, ba. Yeah. yeah um so i mean there's there's a bunch of different names yeah um that that mean that you're from a certain tribe which is really it was really weird to see because it's like 
then there's also like marital laws uh, based on your tribe and like some tribes are accepting of other tribes as far as marriage and sub tribes just absolutely aren't. Mm-hmm. They're opposed to it a hundred percent. So it's, it's weird because we don't have to experience that in America. We're a melting pot. You know, I'm a mutt. Uh, I'm assuming you're a mutt. Yeah. Yeah. No purebreds in this house. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, uh, so yeah, that was, that was a super interesting part of, part of the culture, but back to Sana, he was just like this sweet, sweet guy, um, who, you know, was just constantly just nice to me. And I developed a relationship because I would just talk with him. Um, I felt like you were probably the closest with him. Well, I didn't even want to have, I didn't like when we were sitting down for dinner, I didn't even want to talk to like anybody else because I mean. Like Sana was there, you know, um, I would have much rather paid his work salary so he could just sit with us, you know, (laughs) and eat for, for the time that we were there. Um, just because he was such a good guy and, uh, he, he was Muslim. Um, and I, I talked to him about God, you know, and just everything and what, what he believes about God. And we had a couple of conversations on the phone afterwards and it's like, he is he's pretty devout mm-hmm. but i still love him i love him to death he's just such a good guy yeah i need to reach out to him again but <laughs> yeah. um yeah we and this we're recording this now and this is you know 6 months after yeah 6 months after so no it's not everything is like completely fresh in our minds like yeah when i left there i knew so many of the students names and as i've been like going back to pictures i'm like still struggling to remember everybody's names it's hard because life is just yeah, yeah, it's just like going from this and then going yeah. back into like the day-to-day life and stuff like that. But uh, one thing that I kind of wanted to bring up was uh, we got to go to Saul and Manuela's compound. Yep. At um and the which re- is their house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, they call them compounds. They're just like they just have walls. Um, and at Saul and Manuela's, they had like you know they had like a security guy that stayed there. Yeah. I was actually able to talk French with him because I took two years of French in high school. Um, poo. <laughs> yeah, that was a. There was a frequent, uh, there was a frequent thing. I would say something in French, uh, because I, I, I had this thing going into it. Like there's a, there's a potential that I'll actually be able to speak French. And so like when yeah. I was getting ready to go on the trip, I was like practicing a little bit of French and like getting, getting a little bit better at it and stuff. And, uh, uh through Duolingo, you know, and then, uh, <laughs> once we actually went, the old, there was only one guy that I was actually able to have like a small conversation in French with, and it was Solomon well as like guard. Uh, no, no, there was a guy on the beach as well. There was a guy on the beach from Senegal, and in Senegal they speak they speak French. Oh, okay. You okay. remember that? It I was like a guy, re- and he was in a soccer jersey and everything, and he stopped and he talked to you. I don't remember. Ex- I, it's also like like I I can kind of remember it. Everything's but. a little bit blurry for me as well, but you yeah. know, yeah. But I don't remember what I said. Continue like with that, the security that, guard. But yeah, but it was just that wasn't really like the main focus. It was just that I got to speak French with the guy. That was really mm-hmm. cool. Cause I was like hoping I could at least speak to French with one person, you know, yeah. but then we had this lunch, we had lunch there mm-hmm. and it was like, for some reason they like, it was, it was, the, it was just like the food. It was just like a re- regular food. It was just like rice uh, or it was like beans and like, just like some chicken mm-hmm. and um, this like onions and stuff. It was just like, but it was, it just seemed like such a normal like dish but for some reason it just like hit different like it was just like the i don't know what it was i just i i felt content in my heart mm-hmm. and they just made it with love and i i could taste it you know and it was just i don't know there was something about it but 
I got to see like a banana banana tree for the first time. Yeah. And uh, those are super cool. They were pretty cool. Um, they look weird, but they're, they're yeah. pretty cool. And then they had a couple other plants. Um, yeah. That you just like wouldn't see normally. I forget. Yeah. There was one plant. There was like a fruit and they. Uh, I, 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 I won't be able to remember the name of it, but they just like they loved that. And it was the tree. I have pictures of the tree. Oh, we should also bring up that we should post the video of the, the compilation of stuff. Uh, on our Facebook yeah. page, I need but to so get people on can that. like kind of visualize, yeah, the group and the school and all that stuff. And so, mm-hmm. um, I think we should probably do that. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't even really want to get into the the you know events yet because it's just remembering all the people that we met along the way, like some of the students, like. Um, there was Martha. Yeah. Martha was very sweet. Martha was just the sweetest. Pro- what was she in, you guys, like fourth or fifth grade? No, no, she's in seventh. Oh, she was in seventh grade. See, the people, there, there's so much. Yeah, she was in one of the classes. Smaller, so yeah. it's, hard to, it's hard to gauge. Yeah. But Martha, there was Martha and then her friend group. Yes. And they were so all. I got to play. So Martha and, um, so I got closest with the seventh graders mm-hmm. and they loved Uno. They loved Uno. Like that was their favorite game. And so um, when we started getting closer to the end of the trip, uh, I spent a lot of the end of the, the, uh, the, it was like after, I don't know when we would get to the school on the later days, but basically they started having like free days because they were getting up closer to their graduation and, and their, um, it was like a celebration for like the last part of, last part of that week basically. And so they didn't have a whole lot of classes. And so they had free time to do the different things. And there were even days where, there weren't that many kids at the school, but the kids that came, like they didn't have class. And so they would just like hang out. And so we were able to play games with them and stuff like that. And I played a lot of Uno and they are, they are, um, they are brutal. They are very competitive. Everybody is very, very competitive. Oh yeah. They smack talk. Oh yeah. They smack talk like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had a lot of fun with that, but, um, I think I took, uh, one picture with Claire and Sophia and then Martha and a couple of her a couple of her friends and so like that was that was probably my favorite picture because they were it's uh I can't remember all their names though which is which is the, is, is the problem but the reason that we bring up Martha is she, she Mar- yeah it is really frustrating <laughs> but Martha got was one of the like nine kids that got baptized yeah um and and so all the kids that got baptized we we, we kept close uh they're very close to our hearts because that was a very, very special moment. Yeah. Um, I know you said you didn't want to talk about it, but I let's think... Let's go. Let's just go for it. The baptisms. Okay. Yeah. Because, like, this is the culmination of so much work that Solomon will... Like, the amount of effort that they have been doing, because it's really hard in a Muslim country to, you know, start making progress within, uh, you know, just discipleship. Yeah. Because everybody is so... Like, yeah, everybody is... Um, they're in the religion, right? They're in is uh, like they're Muslim, right? But it's more than anything culturally. So in a Muslim culture, it's like you can't get anywhere as far as jobs if you say that you're Christian. Um, like people won't hire you. People won't give you, you know, access to certain things. It's like, you know, discrimination based on your... Um, 
religion. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, so like one of the people that they had a that they had a heart to heart with was one of these girls that was just an on fire Christian when and this was before um we came. This was on their first trip there, which was in March of twenty twenty two. Um their first trip there uh in five years. Um and they had a heart to heart with this girl because she was on fire when she was in middle school and then she got out and she did high school and college and all of this stuff and they were pretty involved in her life. Yeah. And Oh, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. And she she greeted them. She welcomed them in uh she welcomed them in a, you know, hijab and just the the cultural dressings of a Muslim and and well as just straight up with her and she she's like, "So, what is this all about?" You know, and she's like, "Well, it's really hard to get a job and it's really hard to do all these things. And, you know, Manuel was just like, you know, it's not easy following Jesus, hmm. you know. And there was a change there. Uh, I don't know if it was immediate, but like Manuela said, she felt a change in her um, just because she was so on fire. And like she like I think one of the reasons why she <clears throat> changed into a Muslim is because she's like, I want to be a politician because there's so many corrupt people in our government. And one of the things that Manuela said to her was like, if you are willing to change your religion to get into a place of government, what are you going to do once you're in government? Because that already says that you are willing to, to, you know, basically corrupt your character in order to get somewhere. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting dealing with the culture and dealing with them and, and, and all of those things. But they had spent a long time discipling these kids and like breaking in and just showing them the heart of Jesus, showing, showing them the love of Jesus, yeah. culmination of many years of work. Um, and we are able to come and see the fruit of their ministry, Yeah. Um, which is nine, nine kids, right? Nine. Nine kids. Either nine or 11. Yeah. I think it was nine though. Yeah. But these nine kids came to the beach where we were staying at the hotel, mm-hmm. and um, they all got baptized. Yeah, and I think you and I baptized Martha. I didn't baptize anybody. Oh. I didn't want to baptize anybody, and the reason why I didn't want to baptize anybody was because I felt uncomfortable. Um, because like I, I have baptized people before, and I know that I know the commandment that it, it is to you know, go and baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. The reason why I felt like I wasn't supposed to baptize was because it was the culmination of Solomon Wells' ministry. Yeah. It was the culmination of, you know, blessing, working in these kids. Um, I know that there was people requesting for Solomon Wells to baptize them. Yeah. Um, and then... I don't remember who I, who I walked out there with. It yeah. was Claire. Yeah, it was probably Claire. And, I mean, you hadn't... You hadn't got to baptize people in your life before right no that was the first yeah and so and same with wendy and uh saul specifically asked julius to go out and do it kind of nudged him on it um so there was you know i just felt like it wasn't my place Mm -hmm. that's that's my reasoning i could be wrong i didn't feel like it was my place to baptize i can see where because i didn't have enough of a relationship with them yeah you know I, i can i can see where your head's at with it um I think if they, 
I think if if Saul and Manuela were okay with you doing it, like I could see somebody that has been like that this has been their vision for like all this time that they would want to be the ones to do it. But if Saul's like, go for it, like go ahead and baptize him, like I don't want to get in the water, like <laughs> you know, like I, I could I could see that being like, okay, yeah, like I'm I'm willing to do it. Yeah. Um, uh, Martha asked for me to baptize her, and so I was like, mm-hmm. I, I I'll I'll go through with that. But I think she was the only person that I actually baptized, mm-hmm. and it was really cool. It was really cool to be a part of it. Yeah, dunking somebody is pretty cool. And and the thing about like you know, since it was their winter, like they were all really cold yeah. and it was like 90 degrees out. Yeah. Yeah. So they were all was, shivering. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it was, it was kind of, it was, and I think that's just like how their bodies acclimated to the weather. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, they're not used to that. They're used yeah. to like just a lot hotter, you know, I don't know. And it, well, it was after they got, after they got dunked, like after they got in the water mm-hmm. and there was even a mom, I think it was Nina. Was it Nina's mom? It was Nina's mom. Yeah. She got baptized too. That was super cool. Yeah. So oh Nina's gosh, mom yeah. got baptized with, with these other, with these other kids. It was just, it was just, it was amazing. It was like, we're just standing there on this beach mm-hmm. and it's like, there's still so much stuff happening like around us on the beach, mm-hmm. but like, this is such an important part in these, in their lives. Like this is such like, this is a, this is monumental. Mm-hmm. Like, for these students' lives. And the thing is, is like, even though it's, it's like such, like seemingly, if you're looking out from, from the outside, it's seemingly insignificant. This is something that could affect the entire nation. Mm. If these people get, like, if these people are willing to preach the word of God and speak the word of God and speak life into a nation who has uh, just cultural religion, you know, um, and show them what Jesus has done for them yeah. and show them the life of relationship with the Father. It could potentially change not just Gambia, but the entire, in, in, like like West Africa, an entire, like, like there is, there's ramifications to them, you know, being raised up, being trained up in the word and, you know, being baptized and having all this stuff happen in their life. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it because... Like Nina's only, Nina's only in sixth grade, and like the amount of devotion that he's she's she's spent learning the word and like mm-hmm. memorizing Bible verses and stuff, and just like I, I'm excited to see what that girl can do. Yeah, in the world, like she can make a difference. Like she's got a calling on her life. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's no mistaking that she's. And it's just really cool. There's yeah. uh, that's that was kind of the exciting thing. Is like okay, so they've they've been spending all this time with the school and they finally have their, like a discipleship program. Now they're, now they've graduated the discipleship program and now what? Now they're going to go and do the work. Mm-hmm. Now they're ready for the work. It's just so, it's just so exciting. Yeah. Um, we were, we were able to, so I think, are you down to talk about, I, I'm okay with trans like kind of moving over to the, the final, like one of the final days that we were over there, you know, we were like, I think the, our flight got canceled. Um, Which was weird. That was a weird circumstance. Yeah. So, yeah. If you want to explain it, you can explain it. I don't. Yeah. So our flight, our flight had got canceled, and there's only like one flight a day that comes out of, you know, <laughs> there's only one flight a day that comes out of uh, Gambia, and there's not much that you can do because there's so many different transfers that you have to do, and um, so we got this news. I wasn't really worried about it because I knew that it was all going to be figured out. I just I just knew that God was doing this for a reason. He wanted us to stay an extra day. Yeah. Um so and we'll kind of explain that in a second. So I get an email in the morning and I'm like, oh, United Airlines, blah, blah, blah. You need to check your flight. There might be some new details about it. Yeah. Um, I brush it off. 
uh, Wendy checks it and she's like, oh my goodness, like our flight's canceled. <laughs> she's freaking out. Claire, Claire's also freaking out. She's like running with the chicken with her hat off, you know, and like they're, they're like, oh my gosh, we, we need to get home or whatever. And I'm just like, dude, if we stay another month, that would be totally fine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, but I knew that God was going to do something. Um, so she gets on the phone with a guy and she's talking with this guy from United Airlines for probably about like an hour or two. Yeah. And then he's was- like, yeah, you're probably going to have to stay an extra week. And we're just like, uh, we did not plan for this. Um, yeah. Is there any other dates that will work? Um, and he's like, okay, let me check. So she's probably on hold for about 30 minutes. And then Wendy... Um, Wendy goes and she, she gets back on the line with him because he gets he gets back on the line and he's like, yeah, we actually have a, another flight for the day after um, he, your original flight was planned. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have that. It was for like a tenant night. It was. Wait, was it? Really? Oh, yeah. It was super late at night. Yeah. Oh, this, seeing the skyline, though, that was that was super cool. Yeah. And just like seeing all of the the like lights and just how all of the lights are going through through the the main road, mm-hmm. that was sad to sad to leave though. Yeah. Um. So, what did you want to talk about? Uh. Well, just the 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 fact that we so we had our flight canceled. We were supposed to leave on a Saturday or. Oh, okay. So we were supposed to leave on a Friday night. Yeah. And then we ended up leaving on a Saturday night. So we had like an entire day of um, of nothing planned, basically. So like Saul and Manuel, they had all the allotted time that we had. They mm-hmm. had it all pretty much planned out when we were going to be at the school, when we were going to be doing other things, uh, building the play structure and stuff like that. Yeah. And so when we had this extra day, they were like, well, we've done all the stuff at the school. Um, let's go ahead and like, let's, let's try to like fill up this day with something. Like, let's just not let this be like, a, you know. Mm-hmm doing nothing so we she decided that uh, i think manuela was the one that decided uh, she wanted to have a she wanted to take the kids from the discipleship class and there ended up being more than just the kids that were from the discipleship class but this was like their reward was she was going to take them on this like uh they called it like a safari adventure kind of a thing like a safari walkthrough kind of it was really just like an outdoor zoo yes yeah yeah and you we got to learn a lot about like nature and like Mm -hmm. plants and stuff like that like there was this one tree that's like a strangulation tree Mm -hmm. which is uh, it's really interesting and you can make some a lot of analogies about the enemy about this tree basically but Mm -hmm. this tree like slowly its roots like grow around this tree until eventually it becomes like it surrounds the tree completely it sucks up all the resources that are meant for the for the the tree that it's surrounding um, and it just it just kills the tree over time it's like a parasite basically yeah and Um, they do it to palm trees it was like it, people people use it for palm trees. No, 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 no. The the strangulation tree it goes around their their tall palm trees. I don't know if it was just palm trees. I thought it was just palm trees because that was the population that was declining. It was it was the big palm trees that they had. Oh, oh, that's news to me. I don't know. Oh. I just I I just thought they were the tree killers. Yeah, but, <laughs> but the, it was really interesting because we got to see like giant termite mounds and I guess ants are very very dangerous because yeah. the colonies it can be so big. And like, if you mess with the colony, you'll get swarmed. And Ansumana was saying like, uh, ants will kill, or maybe it was just like the the leader of. It the, beats me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he, he that was kind of. Uh, yeah, he was talking about an experience where what was it? Scorpion. Scorpion. He got stung by a scorpion. Yeah, he got stung by a scorpion, and 
he was the way that he said it bit me. He said it beats me. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny. <laughs> oh gosh. We also got to sit. Okay, well uh, now I'm going to multiple different things, but we got to see hyenas, and hyenas are freaking scary. They're so cool, though. They, I mean, they're but they're weird. They are super weird. Yeah, like, and Saul was kind of talking about. It. He's like, it's almost demonic the way that they act. Like the way that they laugh. Yeah, they laugh like this maniacal laugh. They're yeah. kind of like hunched back. Um, their nose is the second best in the animal kingdom. Like the only one that beats them is a shark. Um, that was their jaw, their jaw strength. So their bite, their bite strength is second strongest in the animal kingdom. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's their, it's their smell. Mm. They have a strong, I know that they have a strong jaw, but I, I, I believe it's cause that was what they were comparing them was the shark. Mm. It was like the, the way that it can sense or smell blood mm. from so far away. But anyways, we got to see it like, and then, uh, what was it? What were those monkeys that were like really mean? <laughs> the, the, oh, the baboons, baboons. Yes. They are so mean. Vicious. They are, they are, they are vicious, man. And oh then there was gosh. nice monkeys. I threw a wa- piece of watermelon up to this monkey and he caught it. It was so sick. I didn't get to catch it on camera though. There was a monkey that tried to pee on me though. Oh yeah. That was funny. I caught it on camera. <laughs> I was like, ew, gross. Yeah, the, the monkeys, like the regular monkeys, they were small and they were super nice and uh, they weren't super trusting of us. Not every, not everyone, but mm-hmm. some of the people they got, they got, they walked up to and stuff. But the baboons, they were in these cages that were just like, you know, beat to crap. You know, they were just like, uh, and, and so this was this not was, the monkeys, the cages, the, the monkeys weren't beat to crap. The, the, the cages, no, the, ca- yeah, the, cages <laughs> the cages were beat to crap. Yeah. Um, well, they, I mean, they were vicious, like they were beating each other up and stuff. Yeah. And so there was this one small baboon inside this cage with all these other really big ones. And I was, he was like, wasn't getting any food. And like, so I bought peanuts and like cut up bananas and stuff was like giving it to the students so that they could like throw it in, like feed the baboons. And this one was like really small and I was like, I was like making sure that's like trying, like I was trying to distract the bigger ones with like by throwing it to the side so that I could like throw him some food because he wasn't getting any. And I, cause I felt bad cause I'm being compassionate to this freaking baboon. <laughs> and so this other big one sees what's happening, like turns around and goes in its entire mouth. He, he grabs this, uh, the smaller baboon by, by it having its mouth like over the, its entire head and bites down on its neck and throws it. Like doesn't, doesn't eat it. Like, you know, it doesn't kill it. doesn't eat its head or whatever, you know, it just like picks it up by its neck, like having its entire head in its mouth and throws it across the cage. Yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh, like I'm, (laughs) I'm done with this. Like I'm not feeding you anymore. I was, and Saul was super worried about like how close I was getting to the cage because they're like reached through and they'll grab stuff and Mm -hmm. they're just mean. Baboons are mean. And I, I, I had heard that before, you know, I saw it in Tarzan, like I just didn't believe it. And now that I've seen it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I do not yeah. want to be anywhere near those. Don't mess, don't mess with a baboon. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of fun. It was just like kind of getting, getting to spend the day. Um, we got to spend time with the kids. Yeah. That was, that, that was the coolest part. And yeah. Just getting to understand more of them. Yeah. And just like hang with I them. got to meet new. So, uh, I was able like that, what that day was, was being able to, there were some kids that were a part of the discipleship class that I knew and like, like Martha was a part of it. And, uh, there were some other kids that were part of it mm-hmm. that I just hadn't met yet. Like hadn't had time. There's so many kids at the school. You can, you like literally just don't have enough time in a day to like go up and meet every single one of them. I tried the first couple of days and I didn't get like, I didn't even make a dent. Yeah. And so like, I wanted to, my heart was there. Like I wanted to meet these kids. So 
what that what that last day was was like for each person in the group to like find a, a, one of the students and like like just like go through this entire walk with them and like just get to know them and talk with them and meet them mm-hmm. and so i can confidently say that by the end of that day i was able to like have like some kind of a friendship with every single kid that was in part of the discipleship class which yeah. was which is special that was and it, it was just like this kind of like add-on thing that i think god allowed for it to happen like all the stuff with the airline was a little bit stressful at the start and then it got it all got cleared up and then once it all got cleared up which it got cleared up within the next couple hours after we figured it out like yeah once we had the problem it just took a couple hours and i i feel like god's hand was on that and then he was just like hey i want you guys to have an extra day to yeah to just to just spend time with these guys yeah and it was it was just really cool it mm-hmm. was it was a special day yeah um then the next day i think we got to go to like a second like a second zoo type thingy yeah we yeah we saw it's like the, the we went to like the small museum uh like for um like some of the history of gambia which was kind mm-hmm. of interesting um and and solomon and Wella were with us when we were going through that and they were uh kind of explaining some of the some of the stuff behind the scenes and then we got to see crocodiles we went to like a crocodile because we there were there were no crocodiles showing at the at the walkthrough that we did with the students and so we got to go and see um there was like an albino crocodile and never seen one of those before. Never seen a crocodile before either, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they weren't as big as, as I thought that like, like the, like Nile crocs can be like 20, 20 feet long. Yeah. They can be really, really big. And so the ones that we saw, like they were probably six to like eight feet. So yeah. they're still big and they're still scary and you don't trust them. But I could uh, take one. What's that? I could take one. <laughs> <laughs> but we got to take pictures with them. Saul said that he didn't want us to. And then Maruela like, she didn't go in with us. And so Manuela was like trying to make sure that we didn't take pictures with them. But she was just like, we're here. Like, this is like once in a lifetime thing. Like, okay, let's do pictures. It wasn't just pictures with them. We each got to pet them. Oh, yeah. we got to Yeah, we them. got to touch them. Yeah. We got to touch the albino one. Yes. He was the chillest and yes. he loved taking pictures. He loved the limelight. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I enjoyed that. That was that was a cool experience. And, you know, that was one of the things is like, Saul and Manuel also wanted us to make memories along the way and like not just do like ministry the whole entire time Um, because yeah there does have to be a balance as well like even though you're going for like 14 days you don't want to be working the 14 like all 14 days because you know there is a balance to how much you can put out before you start wearing out but it was the last day and they wanted to show us a little bit of gambia that we hadn't seen before we also went to a fish market we went to oh yeah we went to the fish market yeah that was super cool um i don't know when when we actually did that i don't know if that was necessarily the last day but it was it was really cool yeah i thought that was super cool yeah um seeing tons and tons and tons of boats um most of them there were senegalese yes um and they fish because it's it's better to fish in Gambia. Yeah. Um, so they come over from Senegal and they fish. Well, fish you have in these Gambia. handcrafted boats mm-hmm. like along the beach. And they're all painted. Yeah, they're all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all had like these interesting paint jobs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we I think we took that was where we took our group picture was at that place. Because like from where we were at, it's kind of like this concave uh, beach. And so you could you would get like this amazing view of just like the entire ocean. I can't even I, like hundreds and hundreds of boats out yeah. there out there and it was just like this it was really cool and I'm, I'm glad we took a picture out there because that was that was one of my favorite favorite like as far as like uh i don't know exactly how to how to put it but it was it was just 
an amazing place to take picture, just like see. It was just really weird seeing that side of the culture, like where they get the fish, mm-hmm. because like fish is like one of their like main foods because it's so common. Like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So like like they get to eat fish, but like other than that, real meat. Yeah, they only eat it twice a year. They only have like yeah. That's what Ansu. I think Ansu was telling us that. Yeah, Ansu was telling us. Yeah, probably most families they only get to eat like cow or goats or chicken like twice a year because it's so expensive, which is like, that was pretty crazy to find out because it's like, okay, we're getting in, in America. We have like meat with every meal. Yeah. Um, another thing that was super cool is we got to saw, we got to see Saul's family home. Um, so we got to go to their compound and they have multiple houses within the compound. Oh, that's right. Um, uh, so like, we got to see all of his family and people that were living there. And his dad was also a very devout Muslim. Mm-hmm. So he built a Muslim school uh, for, you know, for kids that mm-hmm. were there and it's on their compound. Um, so yeah, that was, that was pretty cool to see. And we got to see some of the Muslim kids that, w- that was really uh, interesting seeing the mosque and uh, we accidentally or touching it or whatever, or sitting on it, sitting on one of the, not, not the mosque, but we were like sitting on, on one of the railings or whatever, because yeah. there wasn't any place to sit. Um, and that's a no, no, that's a big no, no. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't want to dis- disrespect them at all, but, um, that was something that happened. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. I also, um, one thing I don't think I brought up was like, I had to get, I got shots, like, bunch of like different vaccinations and i don't remember the exact cost of it but i i don't it was it was like a range of like you could spend up to like 800 bucks or you uh, by getting like all of the vaccinations that you needed before you go um um and then there's other things you can do like malaria you like take a pill every morning or every morning and like every night or like before each meal and stuff like that um i don't know why i was thinking I don't know why I brought that up. Oh, yeah. well, like just like the quality of food, like you, you weren't sure like what you were going to be getting. Yeah. And so, um, being at the hotel, they like fed us when we got back from, yeah, from the school and they fed us breakfast and stuff. And yeah, there were always, there was a lot of weird foods that you just like didn't know if you could trust and stuff like that. But, um, I actually brought a medication that I'm supposed that I was supposed to take before each meal just because you don't know if you can trust it. Um, mm. but a bunch of us got sick. I didn't and get I sick. Di- yeah, and, I, and so like I don't, I di- I don't, I didn't get sick either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know that the Screcos, uh, they got sick, and Claire, I don't know if Claire got sick. She might have got sick. I don't know. I don't remember. But basically, uh, um, I wasn't sure if it was from the food or not, mm-hmm. because I wasn't as like, I didn't want to just like try everything. Uh, there were some things that I wanted to try, and there were some things that I didn't want to try. I wanted to try everything. <laughs> yeah, and so okay, well, in that case, then I guess maybe I wasn't. Maybe my assumption was wrong, but yeah. um, I didn't take those pills like to for the food at all the entire trip mm-hmm. the entire time I was there, and I felt fine. Like I hadn't, yeah. I, I, I like know. I didn't I didn't take any of the because you really didn't have to get there wasn't any requirements for it. It was just like suggested for the vac- vaccinations. I didn't take any of the vaccinations or anything. Um, oh, and I, I didn't take any of the food. So, sorry. I, I remembered why I brought that up. Oh yeah, uh, because they had brought up rabies when I went to go and like have a consultation with this lady about oh, really? about like traveling. And she brought up rabies and like don't touch animals and like don't touch the cats, don't touch any of the anything that has like fur. I could have like fleas and stuff like that, or 
all that different, like all the different stuff. She was kind of like making that all known. There were some cats because there were tons and tons of cats at the hotel. Mm. Um, there were some cats that looked sick, and I didn't touch them. But there's this one cat that every morning when I would go out, because you could like as soon as we got out of our out of our uh, room in the morning, you could go and get breakfast, get like coffee. Mm. Um, I drink tea. I had tea every single morning. Uh, that was like my favorite way to wake up in the morning. There were a couple times uh, just like reading my Bible, sitting there um, and just journaling about my trip and stuff like that. And just, this one cat would just come up and like sit next to me. And I, I, I know that it's probably dangerous and stuff like that, but it was just like, a, it, I don't know. It was just like God was speaking to me. Like it was before the whole group came out from the rooms and stuff like that. And it was just like a quiet time of God for me. Mm. It's just something different about just like being across the ocean, you know, across the Atlantic and, there was just something different. I don't know. It was just like, it was just, for me, it was like this, it's just this culmination of like growing up, expecting to go to Africa, not actually getting to go. And then God's like fulfilling it later on. Yeah. And it was just kind of a time of just understanding God's faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of, I, I kind of wanted to transition a little bit about talking like, so we go on this trip, it's a big exposure trip. And then like getting back into like the day to day life. Oh yeah, that was that was scary. That was scary for me just being there and just being like, oh my gosh, there's so much about this like this culture that I absolutely am just in love with. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, they don't have the problems that we deal with on a day to day. It's much more simple. It's and and people are nicer and people aren't as distracted and it's less overwhelming. Like life just in general is less less overwhelming because everything is just more um, I would say relaxed. And I was like thinking about just my ministry, like nothing against like the, the, the kids or anything within the youth group or anything like that. It's just a much different culture. You know, our youth are dealing with so many attacks from the enemy right now. Um, I would say a a large amount of it is from electronics and stuff like that. Um, just with, ideologies being pushed on them and just things that aren't good for their mental health and just anxiety like being 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 forced to be away from other human beings for you know two years with covid like definitely caused some problems um as far as social problems social anxiety is a big problem that we see uh, among just people in our youth group, people that come into our youth group, it's really hard to get people to interact with other, with other people because they just are lacking social skills. Um, that isn't a problem over there, you know, um, being distracted by their cell phones isn't a problem over there. Hmm. At least it isn't as much of a problem because they, they don't have to worry about that. They're not dealing with, uh, like, especially like a big, a big thing that is hard, for for me me to deal with is the things that are being pushed in school right now like a lot of a lot of our youth try to um they try to make sense of creation bringing both uh evolution and creationism uh and they try to basically mold it together and make it make it work but it just doesn't work because they're diametrically opposed to each other. Like there's no way that, that you can uh, believe in God and believe in evolution. It just doesn't work. And you know, you might have a different belief than me, but this is, this is just, I believe that the Bible 
states it pretty clearly. It's pretty explicit mm-hmm. that God created uh, God created the earth. It wasn't the Big Bang. It wasn't you know us just randomly forming into the very complex creatures that we are. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't happen. Yeah, and you know, so just coming back to this place and and feeling like, especially because you know the place that we live in, it feels very dark at some points because it is a very very atheist part of the world. Um, I would say in our area, it's probably very dominant. In Portland and Vancouver, I would say it's probably one of the more dominant religions is to have no religion, is to believe in nothing, basically. So I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to come back to this ministry where I'm dealing with all of this muck Hmm. and thinking that there was going to be less muck if I just came over to Africa and Hmm. started doing ministry over here. Almost an easier, like an easier ministry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Interesting. And it's like, the people are so warm, so you just be constantly filled up, you know? Hmm. So I'm I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I have to come back. I have to come back to the monotony of, of, of life over here. I had a second job back then, and I was really stressed about that. I was like, how am I going to work this second job and just be able to deal with all of the problems? I eventually quit it. But how am I going to be able to, you know, do all of these things and deal with all of these problems that... that the youth are dealing with? How am I going to be able to s- disciple people in this very messed up nation? Because, you know, the U.S. is... Yeah, you get a, you get a different perspective from a different culture. And yeah. It's like you compare the two and it's like, oh, this is tough. This is... Yeah. This is really tough. Yeah. And uh, it, it's I not the, like yeah. ministry is going to be any easier. Like, like, yeah, it probably seemed that way that it was going to be easier in Gambia, but it's probably just as hard because they have a cultural barrier. You know, cultural religion. That's that's the I, I, yeah. that's the barrier. I wouldn't put easier as like the term. No, no, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's not going to be easier anywhere that okay, you go. Okay. okay. Ministry is going to be yeah. just the yeah. same. You're going to be working against you. No matter yeah. What you yeah. Like, so I, we had a pretty impactful conversation because I was just like pissed off. I was like, God, why do you have me? Why do you have me where I am? Because you know, this is my hometown. Vancouver, Washington, is my hometown. Um. I always thought I was going to travel the world and move somewhere different. Like I didn't want to live here. Uh, and I was like, God, why do you have me here? Why do you have me in this, in, in the same town I grew up in, um, ministering to these people who, you know, most like, it's like, it's so discouraging sometimes seeing like the, just the, the stuff that's like purported as like, okay, this is going to, save you basically this is going to make your mental health so much better and it's just like no it's not you know like um just like what they're doing right now with you know just like lgbtq it's hard for me it's hard for me because for the longest time i I wasn't able to relate with that and I, i was just like how are people how are people like that you know um god changed my perspective on that and it was just like, okay, these these people are searching for something. They're searching for love. That's that's what they're really trying to find. They're they're trying to search for love, something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're trying to search for fulfillment mm-hmm. in all the wrong places. Yeah. And the only way that they can find fulfillment is through Jesus. And that means that I have to open the door for them. Yeah. But for the longest time, it was really just like a really hard thing. For me 
And I'm thinking about that as I'm coming home. Like, just the sin in our culture um, is really hard when you're coming from a place where people are so, I don't know, they're different. Yeah. Yeah, I had a different, a little bit of a different experience. I know that you, on your on your trip, it was a lot of analyzing and like where you're at and figuring that out and what do you actually want to be doing? And mm-hmm. there was a lot of conversation about that as we were there. Um, and I had a little bit of a different experience, um, mainly just because I was, when I got back, I was just excited. I was just excited. It was like, before I left, I was very getting settled. I was just very settled with where I was at. And like, I wasn't necessarily content. Like I wanted change, but um, I was, I know that God's placed me where I'm at. And so knowing that and having that like in the back of my mind all the time is just like I wasn't expecting change. And so for this random thing that just seemed like it just came about randomly um, and then have it like God make a way for me to go, mm. like paving the way, making like paying for the whole trip, everything, everything that happened like for like leading up to it was just like, oh, my gosh, like. Like, I, I don't know. I, I felt like I needed to go. I felt like it was like a necessity, like. I needed a change for a second. And so when I got back, I was just set on fire. Yeah. I was set on fire for the youth. I was set on fire for work. I was set on fire for just like home life and everything that was going on with that. I was just like, I was just ready to go. Yeah. Um, it was just really, uh, it was just really exciting for me. I was just, I was just content. I just remember that plane ride home. I was just, I was just so thankful. Like that was I, every time I was praying, I was just like, thank you for letting me go. Like, thank yeah. you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was just a, and I just want to go back to where you were talking about, like, you know, uh, I can't wait to get back and just minister to these people. I eventually got there. You know, I got I got there probably on, like, the last day where it was like, okay, I'm going back, but I'm not going to go back and be solemn because I'm missing out on um, ministry over here. I'm going to go back and I'm going to be there with a purpose. And you did a, a large part in helping me with that just talking because we, since we were bunking together, we were bunk mates and we shared a room. Yeah. Uh, we talked almost every night Yes, just about our experience like throughout the day and just like what we were thinking, what was on our mind. And I would say for, for the large, large portion of the trip, it was like, Oh my gosh, this place is amazing. Yeah. And I feel like I'm being left out of something here when I'm going to go back there, you know, but you got me there. You helped me, uh, just be like, no, you know, you're calling, uh, God has called you to youth ministry to this church. Doesn't mean that you're not going to have another time over here and that you're not going to spend time doing ministry over here, but you're called. Yeah. So Um, like, and the reason I was like confidently able to say that is like, I know that that's the same story in my life. Like, I'm serving right now with where God's like, where God has placed me where I'm at. Yeah. Um, but I know that like in the future that God's going to call me to be a pastor. I just, it's like, I just know. And I, um, I can see it. I couldn't see it when we, when we first started off, like that was just the, the, like the major change that happened. And I know we, we, what do you mean? Like the, the major change that happened as we've been working together, just the changes that have happened in your life and just the amount of like growth like night and day difference night and day like 100% and just like the night and day difference after you coming back from Gambia hmm. like 
I mean, you could see that you had like what you were talking about, um, just the passion to come back and just serve yeah. fervently. Yeah. Night and day. So that's that's an encouragement to see. Yeah, that's, and like that's definitely like I I can't wait to see, you know, you uh, serving in Africa and becoming a pastor. Yeah, and, I don't know what it's gonna look like. Yeah, and I know gonna, that there's gonna be trials and I know that it's it's not all gonna be, you know, peaches and cream, but yeah. Like I I know that that's where I'm called. Yeah. Um I've got a feeling it's not gonna happen the way that I think it's gonna happen because God never But it's gonna happen. I, I know. That's all and, we can And that's trust. and that's where that's where my like yeah. That trip to Gambia was like the like that was it was a confirmation. That was yes, and that that was the big thing. Is that mm-hmm. that was the confirmation that I needed to know that God can send me over there at any time, at any to like mm-hmm. at any place and make a way. He was just flexing the muscle yeah, a little bit. He yeah, was like, yeah, yeah you so, think you, you think you can't go? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it was it was it was it was a, it was a necessity for me. Like mm-hmm. it, I, I needed it. And if you're going to have a ministry later, you probably needed it as well. Yeah. Okay, actually, well, I can't. I can't speak for you. I, I can't speak for. I can't speak for you. Only you know, and well, you only you and only God knows. Um, See what I think. I think that I'm going to be over there periodically, <laughs> but if anything, like whenever I, I want to. So like the way that I want to be is I I, I don't know if that's is so I know that I'm called to be a pastor, right? I'm in the in in the position of youth pastor right now. Now, does that mean I'm going to be a youth pastor forever? I don't know. Does it mean I'm going to be a head pastor? I don't know. In any position that I'm going to be in in the church, I want to support missions, um, you know, within the city. But I want to just support missions everywhere. Yeah. And you know, being able to engage with different cultures and talk to different people, I want to be there as much as I can myself to support. So I know that I'm going to be over there. I know that I'm probably going to be to different countries, but it's, I, I, I believe and God can totally change this, that it's going to be periodically. It's just going to be like trips. Hmm. So interesting, not long-term residency, Yeah, but God can change it at any time. That's just my feeling that I get. Yeah. And I know I can't, really trust my, my dad's been talking oh sorry i cut you off oh no, no go my dad's been talking about setting up a trip to, to guinea bissau oh that would be super cool yeah that's also west africa yeah if you're listening and you don't it's actually one of the poorest countries in west africa yes yeah but i really want to go because that's where i was going to go in fourth grade mm-hmm. and i don't know i i i've i've come a long way just so it's only been six months mm. but with just being set on fire and my hunger for the Lord has just like grown and grown. And I know I struggled with unbelief. Like before I left on the trip, I was just kind of getting into the monotony of life. But, Mm -hmm. you know, God proved he was faithful even when I wasn't faithful to my, to my faith. Like, Mm -hmm. and so like my hunger for him and my knowledge of his word and stuff has just grown. And if I go, like, I don't, I don't want it to just be an exposure. Like I want to go and I want to share the love of Jesus and I want to share the message and the gospel. I just want to, that's, that's my hope. And so Mm -hmm. my dad, my dad does like want to go to Guinea Bissau. Like I'm ready. Like I want to go. My brother even has been wanting to start getting into um, like evangelism. Like we do evangelism nights like once a month on yeah. a Saturday and at the church. And Claire so, actually leads that. Yeah, my, my sister leads that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so uh, it's just kind of interesting because I feel like that's like something that's been on the the hearts of the congregation. And my dad has been focusing on like evangelism. Like we have our church and we have everything, but like 
we need to reach people outside yeah. of the building. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's, <clears throat> yeah. And so that's where my heart, my heart has also been there. Mm-hmm. Like wanting to share the gospel more. Yeah. Um, and you don't need a whole lot of knowledge of the Bible to share the gospel with somebody. Yeah. It's just very it simple. Like yeah. It's, it's such a simple thing, but it's like when, when they want to debate about it is the difficult thing. Yeah. But I trust the Holy Spirit. I trust in divine mm-hmm. appointments and stuff like that. And so if I'm, if I'm, I'm going to pray about it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pray about it. Yeah. I'm going to pray about a Guinea Bissau trip and I'm also going to pray about evangelism um, and just see where the Lord takes me with it. But, yeah. Um, and, and, and that's what the church is set up to do. The church is set up to um, give people the word, you know, inside, inside the place, wherever you're meeting, you know, it could be a home church. It could be a building. It could be, you know, you're meeting in the street. You are giving your, co- your congregation the word, but it's not supposed to stay with inside your yeah. congregation. Your congregation is also supposed to be trained up to go out and give yeah. the word to other people. I've honestly, I, I've, sorry, did I cut No, you? no, no, you're good. So I, I've been thinking about this for a while now where it's like, I, I believe we have like the wrong perception of church mm-hmm. and it's like, I think of it almost as like this depot where like all the Christians, like during the week they go out and they share the gospel and they get beat up and they get spit on and they, you know, and everything like that. And it's, there's, there is some misery there. And then they come back to the church on Sunday and they get built up by the Holy spirit Mm -hmm. and then they get sent out again. And it's almost like a, and it's it's almost like like an army training facility. And you're like, (laughs) (laughs) hoorah. Well, I mean, but like, that's, that's like, like what, what good is faith if it's not shared? Exactly. Like what uh, faith? I mean, that's the great. It's the great commission to go and and, and, and make disciples. Of exactly, yeah. of all preach nations. and baptize disciples yeah. of all nations in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, yeah, and I and think so, our church is getting like you know, obviously, no church is going to be perfect. No. But uh, one thing that I love, and I love to see the change in in our church, is just the difference in like, okay, all of these. There's a culmination of events that have happened inside our church since 2020, since the COVID shutdown, since the COVID lockdown, that has made our church, uh, I would say, more resilient and more Definitely. passionate about the word. Definitely. Um, like prior to 2020, I wasn't going to church, and because of the COVID shutdowns, because of the COVID lockdowns, I started attending church again mm-hmm. and I started being built up in the word and I started being like, okay, I need to be fervent about my faith because there is, the, like, when I saw, you know, in our state that the bars were open, but the churches were closed, mm-hmm. that was like red flags to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, why is this happening? Why, why, why is like a, a congregation that is meeting together for worship not allowed in person, um, but like meeting together to drink and engage in, you know, alcoholism. The flesh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're basically just feeding, feeding the flesh. Why is that allowed to be open? Um, so it just made me question. It made me think. And because of that, I would say I would not have gone on that trip if I had not been motivated to go back to church and to learn about my faith and to learn about God. Because like, I didn't know about the relationship with God. I didn't know about, you know, just being in his presence, you know, and I had had experiences before. Um, but I guess they just weren't like, I had lost faith in them. Mm. Like I was like, Oh, I was trying to rationalize it. Right. Mm. Um, just like, Oh, this was just something that I thought about. Right. It wasn't something that was in, in, there wasn't intent behind it. Right. Yeah. But there was, 
so part of my difficulty so like when i was when i had my kind of like drug drug days when i was uh in high school yeah um i've brought this up before but like it grew my faith and a part of the reason why it grew my faith is the enemy came against me so much yeah through some of those experiences uh with with drugs i mean it's a it's a gateway into your mind it's it's all these different things and uh and so like i had like demonic attacks and i could like i could literally list out a, a few of them like a handful of them mm-hmm. through throughout the those times that i was running from god and the enemy was just like just coming at me just coming against me and stuff but like looking back on that like it's it's grown my faith um and trusting and trusting in god like i don't think i'll ever struggle with whether god is real or not because of because of how real those experiences were mm-hmm. um in in the spiritual and god was fighting for me and that's the one thing that was kind of crazy i remember hearing swords clashing and uh there was just this fight going on for my spirit it was just it was just it's just bizarre to me but there's always a fight going on there's always this this spiritual fight going on yeah um so i can i can say that i probably have it easier in the sense of like like believing that god is there i've seen things that i that i can't explain in that and that i believe i mean i just ha- it's it, i hate to say it because it's like i don't just have faith without seeing because i've seen some of this stuff yeah um but it was scary at the time well yeah and i mean like um yeah like seeing stuff like that it changes your faith it it definitely does um but you still have to work on your faith because yes, I mean, yeah, even yeah. like, like the, the, the Gambia trip. Yeah, exactly. Be, I was losing faith that God could do something. Yeah. Like I mean, like even, even the, the Israelites in the wilderness, you know, when Moses went up on the, on, on Mount Sinai and, mm-hmm. you know, he was getting yeah, okay, the commandments. So they started worshiping yeah. idols. Yes. Like yeah. <laughs> after yeah. seeing yes. the Red Sea split, yeah. I mean, super cool. We, we should do a episode on, on just the, what they have found in the Red Sea, like that would be cool. the chariots that they found, the yeah. chariot wheels, yep. and they found so they found a gold, yeah, they found a gold plated chariot chariot wheel that they think is Pharaoh's. Wow. Yeah, because like it doesn't have any barnacles on on it or whatever. It doesn't have anything. Because it just it's made out of gold? because it's made out of gold. Yeah, it's it's gold plated. So it's super cool okay we should definitely do that but yeah, we, we we've kind of like gone off base we have gone off base but i think it's important to understand yeah. like okay when we this 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 was an exposure trip this is uh we were being built up for our ministries each one of us yeah each one of us that went we were being built up for our ministries so we could go and um be on fire basically yeah. um and that's how i felt as i was leaving you know, I was discouraged before, but then I was like, okay, I need to change my mindset. I am, I am ready to go and serve. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I was in the same boat. Yeah. And I mean, that's where I am now. Yeah. Presently. I am like, okay, we need to get these youth the word. We need to get them trained up. We need to get them like going out and, um, just giving people the good news because that's, that's what we're trained to do. That's what the church is trained to do. And like the, the bigger picture is that, you know, God was training us up so that we could go train other people up. And we're not supposed to leave that, you yeah. know, to ourselves. So, yeah. Should we call it there? I think we call it. That was, uh, so yeah. I don't think, we're not going to ever be able to explain the the intricacy of our trip and just like how much we experienced. But I mean, these are the, these are the topics that were, I, I would say, most important. Just being at the school, um, being with the kids, getting to experience different things within the country, get di- meeting different people, um, seeing things that shocked us, um, 
I would say these were the main main focal points of our trip yeah. and really g- we w- get to rehash the the breadth of our trip and just like how impactful it was. Yeah. I think it's probably good that we kind of go over it because mm-hmm. there's a side of looking back at your life and seeing God's faithfulness that can encourage you. Yeah. So we can always we, we, look back to this and be like, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 No. Um, but yeah, we, so this, this episode is releasing Wednesday. Yeah. This, this, this Wednesday. Um, so that means we, we missed a week, uh, this, this last Friday, mm-hmm. um, because these are bonus episodes. The, the Gambia trips are bonus episodes. So we're releasing them on, on Wednesday, but we missed last Friday with the pool of Bethesda, but we will, uh, be, uh, revisiting, revisiting, uh, take two, uh, <laughs> pool of Bethesda, uh, on Friday. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Nathan, do you want to uh, close us in prayer? Yeah. Cool. Dear Lord, I just thank you for um, everything that you've walked walked us through. Um, I just thank you for the ministries and ministries that we're involved in. I just want to thank you for Solomon and Wella and the heart that you've instilled in them, God. And I just want to pray for your provision over the school and for all the students, God. And I just want to pray over their families, that you just protect their families and the teachers and the staff at the school. I just pray that you protect them from the fiery darts of the enemy. Um, I just want to pray over this podcast that you would just continue to, to move, uh, you know, before us and teach us and, and guide us. And uh, we just want to grow in you, God. And that you bless all the listeners and amen amen all right so yeah we post uh every friday at 5 a.m and then occasionally we will have bonus episodes that post on wednesdays at 5 a.m um but yeah we'll have we're we're currently going through uh the seven miracles or the seven signs in john uh and we'll occasionally post bonus episodes but this was just a fun thing that we were able to to talk about um just our experience so yeah uh we will post more and oh you can check us out on facebook at talking bible podcast and you can check us out on our website on buzzsprout we will be providing uh, both of the links for that with the facebook you can also send us questions that you may have and we will also be uh providing our email down below so Send us questions if you like, um, and just let us know how we can improve the podcast and what we can do better. Um, but yeah, I think that's it, and uh, stay tuned.